Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Def Leppard, right? That's who we got here. You got Def it. Leppard. Now, their drummer in a terrible car accident lost an arm, right? And was it a car accident? Oh, it was a car accident. Because I was, car, I was get mixed accident? up. I was get mixed up because there was the bus accident with Metallica, mm. where the bassist Cliff Burton died. And then I always get that mixed up with then this drummer driving his sports car and then, yeah, Whatever. lost his arm. Lost right. But still drums. Still drums. Still does the thing. Right. Pretty good. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. You think Def Leppard's still out there wandering around? The I think country? they are. I think they actually played maybe even in Bozeman recently. Really? I think they're still touring. Man, I would just love to get myself a do Oh, really? A half packed dark bar mm. on a Thursday afternoon, mm. you know what I mean? Get mm. 300 people in a 600-person venue to watch Def Leppard, you bet. They're still pulling more than that. I was going to say, I think they're still playing arenas. Oh, yeah, they probably are. I, mean, I don't know. That, that's a very revealing thing about you that you just said there. I didn't know you were much of a of a hair metal guy. Oh, I'm not. No, no, I don't. I, are, you I, a, are you are you an old school? I know you're a, a grunge, post-grunge, yeah, yeah, uh, post-punk type yeah. Fan. A lot of posts, yeah, yeah post I mean, Malone. But, I mean, you know, you're a Project 86 guy, Tool yeah. guy. Are, are Were you into, like, the origins of metal, though? No, I don't. Because I don't, this is a very sensitive yeah, yeah, thing yeah, for me yeah, because yeah. I really love old-school heavy metal. I really hate old-school pop metal. 
Um, you know, Sam's just going to have to wait. We need to clear <laughs> this out. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Sam's from North Dakota, so he probably likes some old school it, I metal, thought he's too. from Minnesota. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. okay. But he did go to North Dakota State, uh, so let's <laughs> keep that in mind, okay? Uh, but uh, we will get to Sam here in just a moment. But but I don't love uh, metal. It's not, it's not my, not, not. Not the origins of metal or metal in general. That's so I interesting like that you I love, like hard rock, though. But, you, but Tool is so metal. Oh, my gosh. It's too telling Nuanas. It's about to be just Nuanas because <laughs> I'm out of here on that absolutely asinine note. If you missed anything in the first hour, check it out on the podcast. Two Tell Nuana's podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. It's available all the time, uh, thanks to our friends at Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. I think uh, I think we just had the three minutes of radio that uh, our producer Reese enjoyed the most yeah, of any. Because, no question. Yeah, Reese is here nor there when it comes to sports, but he was sitting there giving me the heavy metal, let's go. Really? That's not the sim- signal I was going to give you in last <laughs> comment. Uh, online, 1029 ESPN you can listen live. Listen live all the time. Thanks to our friends at Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. It is time now being very rudely interrupted on a great conversation by Sam Herder from Hero Sports, the subject of our ESPN roundtable. It is brought to us by our friends at Paradise Falls. We go to the Rangers Brothers RV, RV phone line and welcome in Sam to the show. Sam, welcome back to Two Tell Nuanas. You came in at an absolutely inopportune time, but we'll talk to you nonetheless. Thanks for being here. <laughs> How are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me back on the show. What kind of music do the Flatlanders love? What are you into right now? Uh, I mean, I, I kind of listen to a little bit of everything, but I guess my go-to is country music. Uh, but, I, I mean, that would probably be my number one. But, I mean, I'll I'll go right from, you know, Eric Church to maybe some old-school Eminem and then maybe some Green Day, and then, you know, all of a sudden I'm listening to ACDC. So it, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, but my go-to would probably be country music. Okay. Uh, that is a showstopper. If I had my Burn Street Bistro <laughs> yeah. the button ready to go, that would have exploded <laughs> right there. That's okay. I do like the eclectic view there. That's good. Sam, let's talk some football. Uh, the uh, Hero Sports preseason poll just came out, and we want to talk about your article as well. But first, in terms of the national rankings, that's all well and good. Obviously, North Dakota State back on top at number one. Here's what I find interesting before we get into the Montana stuff and the Big Sky stuff. South Dakota State is there at number two. The Jackrabbits outstanding. In fact, they very nearly and shoulda, coulda, woulda, if you want to do it like that, uh, without injuries and so beat North Dakota State head-to-head. They didn't do it, of course. North Dakota State getting that fourth down and one that turned into like a 74-yard touchdown to to seal the deal the day that game day was in Brookings, South Dakota. Northern Iowa at three, Sacramento State at four, and this is what I want to find out. James Madison all the way down at five. We know they graduated a ton of people, but James Madison has been clearly the number two team in the nation for probably a half decade, right, including the only team that has broken serve for North Dakota State as, to, as a national champion. Why James Madison all the way, all the way, quote unquote, down at five? Well, I mean, when we look at uh, with our preseason rankings, we, we try to be predictive uh, and we try to look at what's going to happen in the upcoming season. And obviously, I mean, we, we, we look at last year and kind of use it as a basis, but we don't want to say, you know, the national, the reigning national champion has to be number one, you know, the, 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 the reigning or the, the, the runner up has to be number two. Uh, we don't necessarily look at, at things that way. And, you know, with James Madison, their, their senior class last year was in, in, incredibly talented and their quarterback, starting quarterback, uh, Ben DiNucci, he got drafted. 
they lose their top two tight end or they lose their top two wide receivers and their their number one tight end also sign an undrafted free agent deal uh, free agent deal in the NFL. So that's a lot of talent gone on offense. And then defensively, there's even more talent gone. There are two All American defensive ends are gone. Uh, two defensive backs that have earned All American honors throughout their careers, they're gone. Their two starting linebackers are gone. One of them was an All American and, and one of their better defensive players uh, in, Dimitri, in Dimitri Holloway. So there, there's just so much gone. But at the same time, we know. Uh, like you said, they, they've been uh, a top program in the FCS these last few years. They're really well coached. They've brought in, you know, number one, number two, number three recruiting classes in the in the last few years. So we know the talent is there, but right now it's unproven talent. So to me, I think having James Madison at number five with all they lost, I think that's a compliment to their program. Obviously, their fans don't feel that way. Their fans feel uh, a little slighted, but uh, there's just a lot of question marks around that team right now. James Madison has been so fascinating because ever since Mickey Matthews left, and they've had three separate coaches since then, and that's in a short mm-hmm. period of time, but they've kept on rolling. What did you think of um, Kurt Signetti in his first year, and, and and what's changed about James Madison? What's the same about James Madison? How have they been able to carry the momentum? Because usually, I mean, basically the only two programs you can point to that have had overturning the coaching ranks multiple times and stayed successful in North Dakota State and James Madison. Why James Madison? Why have they been able to keep keep on rolling? Yeah, I think with, uh, well, one, I mean, I, James Madison has, uh, I mean, th- they have everything they need to be a top program in the FCS. I'm surprised that it took them this long to be a national title contender and uh, as far as the 2010s. And they, they've had some good teams in the 2010s. Uh, I think 2015 was a pretty good year for them, but they would they would always bow out of the FCS playoffs rather quickly. But I mean, they have beautiful facilities. They have the top budget in the FCS uh, by far, easily. Uh, they they uh, are in a pretty good uh, recruiting uh, base. So uh, as far as that goes, I think you know that's a good reason why JMU has been able to. Uh, get to the top or near the top of the FCS and stay there. But, you know, they've had a lot of turnover in the coaching staff. And I think with Kurt Signetti, I think just his demeanor was good for that program. Uh, I mean, Mike Houston obviously is a fantastic coach and he went on to the FBS level, but you know, he was, a, a an emotional guy, you know, not, not in a bad way, but a really fiery guy. And I think sometimes the football team will take on the personality of their head coach. And I think in that 2018 season, a couple of years ago when things unraveled, they, they really, really unraveled. Uh, you compare you compare that to last year, you know, Kurt Signetti is, is a really, uh, you know, soft-spoken guy. He's really pointed in what he says. He has a calm demeanor about him. And when things got tough for James Madison in games, there wasn't really panic there. You know, even if they fell behind 10 nothing right away in games, you know, Ben DiNucci didn't panic and throw a pick six, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden it, it's 17 nothing. You know, he was very calm uh, as well. So I think... Uh, Kurt Signetti was a great hire. He brought on a great staff, and I think that's. I think he had the type of demeanor to, uh, you know, really. I mean, JMU already had the talent there. I think they just needed to uh, maybe mature up a, a little bit and play to their potential. Two Tillman was one hundred two nine ESPN Missoula. Sam Herder from Hero Sports joining us to break down the recently released FCS Top Twenty Five poll, the first for the two thousand twenty season. And Sam, one thing we like to do here is we like to dispel, uh, I guess. A lot of times there's these notions that people let take hold. And the FCS, more than maybe any other level of football, because it's so far flung, but also out here in the West, we're kind of all alone. The Big Sky Conference is just 
it encompasses all of the FCS teams in the West besides a couple teams. And one, you know, you hear all these narratives surrounding programs. Montana's been so dominant because of the tradition that they were able to establish. That's a real narrative. That's one that has existed. And oftentimes we see Montana maybe even being a little bit overrated in these preseason polls because they still are living on how much success they had in the 90s and the 2000s. You also hear Eastern Washington can take any transfer they ever wanted. That's a misnomer because Eastern Washington actually has had some transfers, but mostly is a program built off of high school talent. That said, they can take Prop 48 kids, kids from the state of Washington. That's where they've had the most success is the guys that are high school recruits that maybe were partial qualifiers that can get in there. But one last question about James Madison, though. Out West, we hear all the time, well, James Madison is just the bastion of FBS drop-downs. They just have all the ACC talent that drops down. I remember doing a little prep story on them during the playoffs last year, and they didn't have hardly any drop-downs. And I thought, well, that was an interesting misnomer that's been spread. So where are you at on that? I mean, how are they building this program? And it seems like that notion that, especially out West, that they are just a transfer-built program, maybe that's not as necessarily as true as people out this side of the way might want to think. Yeah, and, and even, I mean, NDSU fans really like to think that, uh, you know, JMU is a transfer-heavy program, but, but that's not really the case. And, and like I said earlier, they, they, they recruit really, really well. I think this last year they had the number one ranked recruiting class uh, in the FCS, and, and, and just recently they've brought in like three or four three-star recruits uh, in the last week uh, as, far as, as far as commitments go. Um, but, I mean, I, I think a reason some people might think that they're transfer-heavy is just because when they do bring in transfers and maybe it's two, three, four a year, all those transfers are home runs. I mean, Ben DiNucci and, and uh, uh, I can't remember who, I, I think Rondell Carter, I mean, they were both transfers, uh, I, I believe, and they had immediate impact. So I think it's one of those things where, you know, if they bring in four transfers and all of a sudden those four players turn into their best players, people are going to think, oh, well, you know, it, it's just a bunch of transfers coming in and taking over spots, and that's not necessarily the case. So uh, I know this year they brought in, uh, I believe they have five uh, FBS transfers, uh, one from UMass, North Carolina, Minnesota, Duke, and UConn. Uh, but I think they do a good job of, of bringing in guys to fill spots, but also making sure uh, they bring in guys that fit the culture um, because you never want you know a, a fifth year senior coming in from a transfer and taking the spots of a fourth year junior and you know that might rub some guys the wrong way. So uh, you know the, James Madison ever since uh, Mike Houston took over and then when Kurt Signetti took over, you know their culture was never really a problem, uh, which I think makes it even more impressive that they are able to bring in a few transfers every year and, and still be able to win at a high level. On that note. Uh- it's actually interesting to me, too, because Montana, Montana State, the reputations have always been developmental programs that thrive off of in-state kids, guys that are raw coming in that oftentimes develop into all-conference, all-American, and sometimes even NFL guys. It's been few and far between that there's been legendary players at either program that have been you know, kind of that hot shot three- or four-star guy coming out of high school. I mean, Trumaine Johnson is really the only one that comes to mind for the Grizzlies over the last 10 years. But with the return of Bobby Houck, and now he's added four more transfers to this current recruiting cycle. And then Jeff Choate and his strong, strong FBS ties from his time at Boise State, Washington State, Florida, Washington. 
Actually, now when you look at these rosters, they're both about one-fifth transfers. I think that the Bobcats will have 18 transfers on the roster this next year. I think the Grizzlies will have 20. So what do you think of that element? It seems like that's something that maybe uh, doesn't get as much play. But what have you think, thought of those two coaches' ability to navigate the transfer market and, and bolster their reserves with guys from not only the FC, or FBS level but also the junior college level? Yeah, I think that is interesting because, like you said, you do think of uh, you know the two Montana schools as as being developmental programs. But I think you know probably more so with Hauk, you know, just the fact that he took over a program that was you know running one type of offense that that he you know probably looked at and was like, oh, that's not, that's not my type of play. And you know, so he had to come in and maybe find some tight ends and 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 you know, kind of uh, you know find players that that fit. Uh, his style of offense that he wants to play. So I think it, it's probably understandable why Hauk is, is bringing in uh, some transfers uh, these last couple of seasons. Uh, he's added another quarterback transfer as well to to, to really uh, get that quarterback competition going up. Uh, you know, with Montana State, it seems like uh, not every guy, but it seems like a handful of the guys uh, that they bring in for Montana State, they, they've had some kind of connection with in the past. Uh, whether they they recruited the guy out of high school, so so they know they know the guy pretty well. Uh, they have a connection there for whatever reason. You know things didn't work out at their FBS school. Um, they enter the transfer portal in Montana State. You know obviously has that connection and and gets those gets those guys on campus. And they've had a uh, you know a run of a few guys uh, in a row from the University of Washington. Uh, and there's a connection there obviously with Coach Choate. So it, it is interesting to see. Um, you know, we have a, a tracker on our website, uh, the FBS, the FCS transfer tracker. And, uh, I mean, Jacksonville State only has four FBS transfers right now. And you compare that, uh, I think Montana has four, and I think Montana State has three. Uh, I might be missing a couple there. But uh, usually the, the programs that you think they're bringing in 10 transfers every year, uh, that, that's not always the case. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house, and I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. 
Sam Herder joining us from Hero Sports, uh, HeroSports.com, uh, covering the FCS at a national level. Does a great job of it. It just uh, released their FCS top 25 preseason poll for football, the upcoming football season. Sam, let's uh, narrow this down a little bit to the Big Sky Conference here. Uh, four teams in the Big Sky Conference in the top nine in this poll. Uh, the Montana State Bobcats are at nine. The Grizzlies uh, at seven. It is uh, just one spot above that. Weber State at six. But the top team in the Big Sky Conference, Sacramento State at four. Sacramento State had a phenomenal year last year. Obviously, Troy Taylor comes in, does an unbelievable job his first year. They return Kevin Thompson, one of one of the best quarterbacks, uh, without doubt, in the in the league, and maybe the best returner. And Elijah Dot Elijah Dotson I mean, as well. Kevin right? Thompson was the was the Big Sky Conference offensive yeah. player of the year a year ago, and a, and a finalist for the Walter Payton Award. Yep. So so huge. That said, Sacramento State also faded down the stretch a little bit. Lost their only playoff game. You know, a tough tough game at home when they haven't been there before. What is it about Sacramento State where you look out and go number four in the nation? That's that's high praise. Yeah, I mean, Sacramento State is, is tough because, um, you know, obviously how they ended last year is a big red flag. And, you know, I think, you know, Kevin Thompson has had his issues with injuries and he, he was hurt late last year. I think he missed one game or two games. But even when he came back, you can tell he wasn't 100%. And when Kevin Thompson wasn't 100%, Sacramento State was a, a really different looking football team compared to when they beat you know both Montana and Montana State. So uh, that's kind of the, the red flag for me. But I, I just look at Sacramento State and the potential they have. And the Hornets are kind of in the same position as James Madison was last year at this time. And you know last year we had JMU very highly ranked. Uh, and a lot of people were just kind of looking at how the season ended for JMU. You know, they lost in the second round to Colgate, and a lot of people were saying, how can you have James Madison, a team that lost in the second round so high up? Uh, I've, I've been hearing a few of those comments on Sacramento State. You know, how can you have a team that got whooped by Austin P in the second round? How can you have them at number four? But, I mean, essentially their entire offense, you know, comes back. Uh, they have a couple of holes to fill on the offensive line, but uh, Kevin Thompson, like you mentioned, is fantastic. Elijah Dotson is really, really good at the running back position. Uh, they bring back they bring back more than 90% of their rushing yards, uh, mostly all of their receiving yards as well. So I, I, really, like, I really like the offense there. Uh, defense uh, has, has uh, a, a few starters uh, to replace, but uh, overall, I mean, I like the potential there, and I also like the schedule that Sacramento State has. Uh, as far as the conference schedule, they do start the season with two FBS opponents, but once you get to the conference slate, uh, they got a pretty favorable draw. I mean, their toughest game is going to Montana, but other than that, I mean, Sac State, they avoid Montana State, they avoid Weber State and Eastern Washington, so I can see Sacramento State going 7-1 and one, uh, in the Big Sky Conference standings, potentially 8-0 if they do get that win in Missoula, and once again having a pretty high playoff seed. To me, the biggest thing for Sacramento State, uh, Sam Herder from Hero Sports joining us uh, on 2 Tilden Waters 129 ESPN Missoula. Sac State has literally never had this sort of expectation. They've only been in the Big Sky Conference since 1996. Last year was their absolutely first, I mean, it was their first trip to the FCS playoffs, their first time having a player up for a national award in Kevin Thompson, their first time ever having a Big Sky Coach of the Year like Troy Taylor won, who then he went on to win the Eddie Robinson Award as the National Coach of the Year as well. And I think all of that kind of came down on them. I mean, they played their rival, UC Davis, in front of an almost sold-out crowd, the first time the Hornet Stadium has ever been bustling like that. And in the playoffs, the crowd was half as big because 
People weren't used to going to playoff games in Sacramento State. They never had even qualified for the playoffs. How do they handle the elevated expectations? That's going to be uh, the, the biggest that's going to be the biggest question mark for me. How do they handle elevated expectations? Because like you mentioned, Sam, they do miss some of the top teams in the league, but it's going to be a whole different ballgame. You don't have the element of surprise. I mean, Sacramento State got rolling so hard the first portion of Big Sky Conference play because no one really knew how to defend Troy Taylor's very unique offense. I mean, they they pressed the boundary harder than anybody in college football, honestly, and they were just a step ahead of everybody for a full month, and then teams kind of started to catch up. Jay Hill displayed the formula. I guarantee you if Jeff Choke got another shot at Sac State, he'd watch the Weber State film for 24 hours straight to try to get the, the game plan to how to beat mm-hmm. Sac State. But what do you think of that element? I mean, is, can Sac State handle the pressure? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, they, I mean, they obviously won't be sneaking up on, on anyone this year. And I think having that experience uh, of losing right away in the playoffs might end up being beneficial. Uh, you can tell the team played tight in, in that game. And, I mean, it was, it was like it was seventeen nothing pretty quick, and you know from there things just kind of unraveled, and and you know I think Sac State scored a couple times late, so the final score wasn't terrible, but I mean they just weren't in that game at all, and, and not only did Kevin Thompson look shaky, uh, but the defense that was a, a good defense all year and had a really good defensive line, you know they just got pushed and pushed around by Austin P, who is a good team, but not. I mean, I didn't expect them to go in there and push and push Sacramento State around. So I think, you know, just have, learning from that experience, uh, I think will be beneficial. Um, I think, like I said, they, they played a little tight there, and now they know they have the target on their back. And if anything, that you know, that how how last season ended might uh, have some might provide some fuel this off season to to tell to, to tell themselves, hey, that's not that's not going to happen again. Sam, you got the Montana Grizzlies at seven in the nation and uh, in this preseason poll. Well, Montana State is at nine, and I think that also will raise some eyebrows uh, from Cat fans around the state when they say, "Well, you know, they, Montana State's beat Montana each of the last four times they've played, including a dominant performance, obviously last year." And they graduate. The Grizzlies do probably their two best players each side of the ball in uh, you know in their quarterback and linebacker. And so where where are we at with that in relation to one another, Montana State and the Grizzlies? Why do you have the Montana Montana Grizzlies at seven, two spots above MSU? Yeah, I mean, I, I just like what Montana has coming back a lot more than Montana State. And you know, we have our our three team All Americans coming out tomorrow, and I don't want to give away too much of it spoil it spoil it all here sam (laughs) but you're you're going to see a lot of montana players uh on that i mean offensively and defensively they just have so many players uh, so many standout players coming back um i just like the the it it seemed like last year was probably a year ahead of schedule uh for bobby hawk and, and rebuilding that program and for them to uh make the quarterfinals and be really close to making it to the semifinals. I, I think it was really eye-opening, and, and just with the amount of players they have coming back, um, I, I think the potential is there. Uh, I think they have, you know, with those two big question marks, I think they have just fine of options to replace those guys. Uh, assuming Cam Humphrey wins the starting quarterback battle, um, I think he'll be, you know, just fine in, in that spot. Um, I think w- when you have a guy like Jace Lewis uh, taking over for Dante Olson. Uh, they were kind of side by side. I think my, my bigger question mark is is you know 
I mean, Chase Lewis will, will take over Dante Olson's role just fine, but who's going to be that other uh, linebacker in that system? So um, I think those are two big question marks, but at the same time, they have guys that, that can step into, into those roles. And Montana State, I mean, the, the, the program is rolling, obviously, in the right direction. The momentum is there. I just have some question marks uh, about the defense. I, I still think they'll have a good defense by FCS standards, but there are some some holes to fill there. Uh, I know they brought in some transfers to hopefully take over the, those spots and not have a drop-off. Uh, but then offensively, I mean, not only is there, once again, a question mark at the quarterback position, and, you know, is Tucker Rovick going to you know, take the reins on that again, or is McKay going to come in and, and be that missing piece? But also the top Two, I believe the top two targets are, are gone, uh, and Kevin Cassis and, and Travis Johnson. Right. So, uh, I mean, in the receiver, it's not only the quarterback position, it's who exactly is going to step up uh, at the wide receiver position because we know uh, the offensive line is, is mostly intact. Uh, you know, Troy Anderson, assuming he's healthy, he'll, he'll get a decent amount of carries. I really like Afonso. I think he's one of the more underlooked running backs in the FCS. It's just, I mean, he, you can make it far enough in the FCS playoffs with a strong defense and a strong running attack. But to, to, but to really take that next step, you have to be able to threaten the defense through the air. Is that the determining factor then? Because as, I mean, you're a guy that cut your teeth initially in the FCS cover North Dakota State, and they have first and foremost dominated people by playing sound, solid, and sometimes ferocious defense and running the ball right down your throat. But then when you add in a Carson Wentz, you add in a Trey Lance, or you add in even a Brock Jensen, all of a sudden you have this epic run as well. But Montana State, I mean, here's the, the thing is the, the overwhelming storyline entering fall camp for four consecutive and now five consecutive fall camps under Jeff Choate has been yeah. the quarterback position. Yet Montana State's won 19 games the last two years without having anybody that can play a quarterback at even close to an elite level. So, I mean, do you think that is just the next step for Montana State, Sam? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they have to they have to have that quarterback play in. You know, it's it's it. I, I hope this makes sense, but I, but I, I mean, obviously, last year Montana State proved they were the better football team than Montana uh, by you know by beating them pretty soundly in Bozeman. But at the same time, I think if the Grizz were to play North Dakota State last year in the semifinals instead of Montana State, I think it would have been a much more competitive game. Uh, just because to, to reach NSU's level, yes, you have to match their physicality, but at the same time, you can't just you know go head to head and try to knock helmets with NDSU and, and try to out physical them offensively. So I, I think Montana State has the 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 right mindset of we want to be a physical football team, but at the same time, you need to be able to have those those great athletes on the outside and a quarterback who is able to keep a defense honest because you're not going to be able to line up and run the ball 50 times a game and beat North Dakota State. Um, and that's why I think Montana last year would have been a, a better matchup uh, against NDSU because they would have been able to stretch that defense out uh, a little bit more. So, yeah, I mean, the Bobcats, it's been basically been the same storyline for a handful of years now is, is will the quarterback play uh, kind of balance out the, the team strengths and have a, a better team balance. Sam, always appreciate you coming on with us, fleshing this stuff out. A lot of fun. Uh, Herosports.com. Also follow him on Twitter, at Sam Herder, F-C-S, H-E-R-D-E-R, at Sam Herder, F-C-S. Sam, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you, guys. Sam Herder, Hero Sports, doing a great job covering the F-C-S. It's our ESPN roundtable, and it is brought to us by our friends at Paradise Falls, Coulter, 
Paradise Falls, open for business, all the space you could possibly need. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'd like to have all three right now. Thank you very much. And we're only a few days away from Phase 2, which means Paradise Falls will be moving to 75% capacity. And in a place like that, you're talking a lot of room to sit. It's one of the best places in all of Missoula if you're into the social distancing because they have tons of room Two different sides of the dining room, plus then the casino extension, plus the the great back deck. You can look at low, low peak, sit on the patio. So go check out Paradise Falls. Not much sports on TV to watch right now, but who cares? Go sit on the back deck, enjoy yourself a nice little late happy hour Monday. You haven't been out in two months. Get out. That's right. 9 to 11 p.m. Monday through Thursday, late happy hour. $3 beers, half-price cocktails, half-price apps. Go enjoy yourself a beautiful sunset behind Lolo Peak at Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. 361-3688. We got some wings for you. We got some trivia for you. It's going to be a great marriage. Trivia and wings next, 361-3688. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Boys and girls, we like to, uh, you know, make people happy around here. So we're going to do it with a little bit of trivia and some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. It is Tutel and Nuan. As we go now to the phones, we welcome in Kenny to the show. Kenny, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Excellent, Kenny. Thank you very much for asking. Here's the deal, my friend. We got three questions for you. Specifically, I have three questions for you. If you get two of them right, you got yourself a basket of wings, the most delicious wings in the city from the Desperado Sports Tavern. If you get all three of them, you got yourself a shirt as well. If you need help on one of these, you got the Savant Colton Nuanas as your lifeline to help you out. Does that sound all right to you? Sounds great. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. All right, Kenny. Here we go. Question number one. Okay, we're all over the board here on these ones. Little, uh, a little grab bag here for you. First of all, the NHL just announced they will end the regular season. They will not be returning to play a regular season. They're going right into the postseason if and when they resume. How many teams, though, will there be in this year's NHL postseason when they start again? I think it's. Tw- I think they're expanding it to 24. Do not say another word. I'm not going to let you talk yourself out of a right answer. 24 is absolutely right. You'll have your top eight seeds, four from each division, playing a round robin, and then an opening round best of five for the other 16 teams before we get into the traditional 16-team format, 24 in total. Very well done, Kenny. Excellently done. Here's question number two for you. The Montana Grizzlies are in the Hero Sports preseason football poll. They are in the top 15, in fact, of that poll. 
The question is this. Do they occupy a spot 1 through 5, a spot 6 through 10, or a spot 11 through 15? Which tier in the top 15 are the Montana Grizzly football team in the Hero Sports preseason poll? Well, I I wouldn't know. It would just be a guess. So I guess I'll ask Coulter and see what he thinks. Probably a good reference uh, to, <laughs> to have here to go with Colton Nuanas on this. Colter, what do you think? Uh, Montana Grizzlies is number seven in this year's, uh, I guess in this most upcoming recently released FCS Top 25 poll via Hero Sports. I've been well, te- number seven sounds pretty good. <laughs> I, I've been teaching my daughter uh, some second grade math here uh, this year, and this is like a second grade math problem. Which tier does number the number seven enter into? It's six through ten. That's where it enters. Absolutely right. Coulter got it for you. Kenny, you got yourself wings to the desperado. Congratulations, my friend. Very well done. Let's see if that- we can get you a shirt, okay? Last question for right. you. What city is most likely one city, they're probably going to do this all one time, that the NBA, if and when the NBA returns to uh, 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 to competition, what city will it be playing in? They want to do that in Orlando, Florida. Three for three is what Very we got right done. here. Kenny, look at this, man. Hey. You did That's it good. all the way through. You got wings to the Desperado. You got a shirt from the Desperado, and you have our eternal admiration. All right, my friend, give your information to Reese there in the back, and we will get you all set up with all of that, okay? Well, that's good. I, I appreciate you throwing them right down the middle so I could hit them. Cause there you go. <laughs> that's right. Now, that, that, that question you asked about hockey is probably the only hockey I, question I could answer. About the NHL. That's what we're here to do. We're here to get Cal Ripken a home run in the All-Star game. You know what I mean? We're just piping it right down Main Street for you. So very well done. All right? All right. Thanks, Kenny. Very well done. Thank thank you, guys. That's how you do it, man. Three for three. All right. I I want to give some reacts to some of the takes that Sam Herter had. But I want to do that on the other side. Okay. But first, I want to ask you three rapid-fire NHL questions. Uh, three three rapid-fire NHL questions. I'm ready. Okay. 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 First of all, this, wow. this comes from the, uh, the premise that this is, of all the greatness stats that I have ever heard, mm-hmm. the most ridiculous stat is that when Wayne Gretzky retired after playing 22 seasons in the NHL, he held 62 NHL records. Mm-hmm. He retired in 1999. Only one of those 62 records has been broken. He still holds 61 of those records. And upon further research, the one record that was broken was an all-star game record. So every single one of his regular season and postseason records have been untouched. See, when you said you're going to ask me three rapid fire NHL questions, I was my immediate reaction was just to say, "Well, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky." So, so these are these are surrounded around Gretzky, but not Gretzky. Okay. Okay. So Wayne Gretzky is the NHL's like all time leader here. in goals. Okay. At 894, which is 93 goals more than anyone in the history of the NHL. Okay. Give me one other guy that ranks in the top five. Well. Alex Ovechkin just crossed 700. I don't know if that he did, puts but him that's into the top old, that, five. He is one of eight to score 700. Eight, but, but not in the top five. But he five. is not in the top five. Bobby Orr? Bobby Orr is a defenseman. He is not in the top five. I mean, he can't score. Um, I don't know. Is Mario Lemieux in the top five? Mario Lemieux is actually not. He's yeah. 11th. Okay. 
One of these guys, a very long-term career, who which just recently ended. He played the majority of his oh. career with Mario Lemieux. Uh, 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 he's from the Czech Republic, too. I'm he so, is indeed. so disappointed. Or you Go could, ahead. Or you could talk about the greatest St. Louis Blue of all time. He's another one. Brett Hull. Brett Hull. Okay. He's number four. Yep. Yager, Yager who's Yager, I was going for. You. The only guy in the state, only, guy, only other guy with 800 goals, though, Gordy Howe. Mm. Who was widely considered the great one before yes. the great one? Right. Okay. okay. Very good. Wayne Gretzky okay. uh, had one thousand nine hundred and sixty-three assists, <laughs> which is a full eight hundred and fifty assists more than anyone else. Give me one other guy that was in the top five or six, uh, other than Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Bobby Orr. No. Nope. Brett Hull. No. Nope. Who was Wayne Gretzky's main running mate in Edmonton? In Edmonton. Yeah. I and know. then he went on to be a star for the New York Rangers. You know. I mean, I'm sure I know. Mark Messier was what I was okay. looking for. Okay. okay. These Thank are hard. Okay. <laughs> this is non Wayne Gretzky. This is goalies, okay? okay. Martin Brodeur yes. has 690 wins as okay. a goalie, which is 140 more than anyone else. Can you name anyone else in the top five? Patrick Wall. Patrick Wall is number two. Outstanding. Eddie Belfour would be another one. He's mm. number four. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury is uh, fast climbing. He is at number five, and he is the only You're contemporary. You're kidding me. 466 wins for Marc-Andre Fleury. Ne- never, never, never. Marc-Andre Fleury's been good, very good for a long time. We know what he did in Vegas the first year, but th- that he would be that high on that list is surprising to me, not that I would be you know, the one to know. It's 2 Tell Nuwana. It's 1029 ESPN Radio. Uh, Top 25 stuff. reacts. Coming up Sam uh, right interview. after this. Hey, by the way, one quick question for you. Uh, have the last few weeks yeah last maybe couple of months felt like stepping in a huge pile of poo yeah well thanks to montana pooper scoopers at least you can avoid the poo in your actual yard on your actual foot okay because they have weekly dog pick waste removal none of us wants to deal with the dog waste in the backyard so visit montana pooper scoopers to find out how you can get set up for weekly waste removal or a one-time pickup service in missoula and lolo montana pooper scoopers takes care of the job that no one in the family wants to do montana pooper scoopers.com and right now mention this ad 25 dollars off your initial services Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends. Watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. This song is 
as close to metal as Tool is It's two Telenuanas, 1290 ESPN Radio. They're shaking hands, they're shaking in their shoes. Oh, Lord, don't shake me. Do you like Metallica? Yes, I do. It's the right answer. Because if you didn't, it, was only, it would only be because you hadn't listened to them. Because yeah. they are right up your alley. I would say, I don't know. Like, I mean, they're prolific. They put out how many records, right? I mean, a lot, fifteen. Yeah. So I have nothing like an exhaustive knowledge of their catalog, but I am well aware of enough of it to say that yes, you know, they're they're good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm obsessed with Metallica. I I know. I actually it's, haven't rocked any Metallica in a while. Well, looks like we got another six-month bender ahead of us uh, where uh-huh, all we're going to uh-huh. get well, is just... I don't know. I don't know how much own music choosing I'm going to be doing if I just don't have a car all summer. This might be the closest we ever become. Or the furthest away. It's that little hoop. Nuanas, <laughs> 1029 ESPN Radio. If you uh, would like to listen to the show again, or perhaps there was something you missed, our conversation with Sam Herter from Hero Sports, or anything at all, just check it out on the podcast. The Two Tell Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. All the platforms were there for you. you can also do it at the website, 1029ESPN.com. The uh, podcast brought to us by our friends at Blackfoot and an Alpine Touch. The little hoopty drive is nice, actually. You like that thing? It's pretty smooth. It's very smooth. Yeah, I mean, it runs great. Just wait till next June when I get the studded snow tires taken off. Mm. Um, Coulter. Okay, a couple reacts. You had some thoughts on Sam. So we covered a bunch of ground with Sam Herter from Hero Sports. The new preseason poll, the first one is is out uh, in the top 25. I trust Hero Sports on this. There's not a ton of outlets that do FCS nationally, and it's hard to do because yeah. the breadth of information, it just isn't there. Totally. But also uh, a, a reasonable. I mean, he's, he covers a bunch of uh, they do uh, as well as anybody. So what do you think? Four teams again well, in the top five. Ten from the Big Sky Conference, the highest being Sacramento State at four, the Grizzlies at seven, Montana State at at nine. I think that that's right to have four in the top ten, and I do think that the top two ranks should be Sacramento State and Weber State, both given what they've what they return, as well as uh, in Weber State's case, I I have been one of the biggest proponents for Weber State because the common fan looks at them and says they haven't been very prolific on offense. They haven't had great quarterback play. How do we keep picking these guys to be in the top five or whatever? But that's the whole thing is they, they've just straight been in the top five for four years now. I mean, they've, they're the three-time reigning Big Sky Conference champions. Jay Hill has the formula. He's just going to beat you in every element of the game except quarterback play, and that's good enough to be a top eight and sometimes top four team in the country when you recruit and develop and coach the way he does. But also it's not good enough to be the best team in the country, right? As exactly. I heard from Sam Hurd. So that's my, that's my second point is that forever the FCS was so much, especially when you talk about a single elimination playoff bracket that determines the national champion until the rise of North Dakota state, which I think in 30 years we'll look back and look at as, on one hand, the greatest run that we've ever seen by a college football team, period, but also the greatest anomaly we've ever seen in the history of college football. I don't know if you'll ever be able to build it at the FCS level like North Dakota State has built it. You can't have a top-to-bottom complete team in the FCS with scholarship limits. You have to emphasize certain areas. Sometimes Weber State has the best secondary in the country. Other times, like last year, they don't, but they have the best D-line in the West Coast and one of the best D-lines in the country. 
Montana State has kind of been going through it. They, you know, like last year they had one of the best D-lines in the country, one of the best safety pairs in the country, a developmental group at linebacker. But now this year, the linebackers have a chance to be one of the better groups in the country. It's give and take, right? And But that's why in the playoffs, it used to always just be about straight matchups. The University of Montana in 2008 and 2009 were the best team. They were the best team. They didn't win the national championship, though, because they faced a red-hot Richmond team who I just don't think anybody was going to take down at that exact moment. They had a matchup issue because Brett Russell had a broken ankle, or I guess a partially broken ankle, and he was going against Lawrence Sidbury, the best DN in the country. And that's how Richmond beat Montana. In 2009, Villanova found the one weakness on Montana's defensive line, and they ran Matt Caesar out of the Wildcat at it over and over and over again. They beat the Grizzlies barely. But I guess what I'm saying is that if you throw North, Car- North Dakota State out as the outlier, then it is just all about matchups. And I think that the one thing in this, and this, the point I'm making here is the reason I would rank Montana State over Montana, and I probably would actually rank Montana State over Weber State, is first of all, with the way that the Big Sky does that's all conference awards, the place you finish determines the amount of first team all conference slots you get. Because of that, because Montana State finished tied for third essentially in the league standings. They didn't get as many all-conference first-team slots. Therefore, their offensive linemen didn't get the credit that they deserved. I thought Taylor Tuiasasopo and Lewis Kidd both should have been bare minimum second-team all-league guys. If that's the case, then, when you're Sam Herter and Brian McLaughlin at Hero Sports, it's easy to evaluate Marcus Knight, 24 touchdowns. Okay, we're going to make him an All-American. It's easy to evaluate Samari Torre, the all-time leading receiver in, in a single season in Montana history. You see the numbers. You have to be up close and personal to evaluate the lines, or you have to have postseason accolades to evaluate the lines, right? You see North Coast State, you say, okay, well, they got three All-American offensive linemen coming back. We know that they're going to be good. Montana State returns no All-American offensive linemen this year. That doesn't mean they don't have All-American offensive linemen. Lewis Kidd is an All-American offensive lineman. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so that's where I think that this poll got flawed because it's easy to see the skill players on the Grizzlies and then have them be ranked at right alongside Weber State and ahead of Montana State, when in reality, what Montana State's program is built on is the lines, and their line, with the exception of NDSU, is the best in the country, in my opinion. So I just think that the Cats should have been ranked higher than both the Grizzlies and Weber State, but I'm not saying that's Brian McLaughlin and Sam Herder's fault at Hero Sports. Sure. It's just hard to evaluate, and I think that there's details that go into the way that these things are put together. No question. Stu telling the Iwanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Do you feel better now? You climb. I do, and I also want to talk tomorrow. We'll get back around to matchups because I think that when you talk about Sac State, Austin P, then Austin P, Montana State, it's all matchups. So we'll get into that tomorrow as well as some other things. We'll, we'll circle back around to the baseball we talk not, as well. We were all set up to just blast away at the owners, and we didn't even get a chance to do that, but that's the way it goes. We didn't even get to talk about the fact that you failed to bring your keys to your house. You broke into your house. You hurt yourself and now you came on this show and you started bleeding again what's it about i don't know one in three that you're gonna bleed actually bleed on this show it's two tell nuanas boys and girls thanks for being with us we will uh reset this thing tomorrow with you and for you we appreciate each and every one of you be well enjoy each other talk to you tomorrow it's two tell nuanas 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 